Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. What you got for us today? Well, the big news today is that we have a new coffee pot, and I love it. Oh, man. (laughs) The coffee is actually hot, which I didn't realize ours was kind of lukewarm before. (laughs) It tastes better. It pours better. I'm thrilled. (laughs) All right, little victories. It's these little things in life that really make the difference. (laughs) If you're wondering, we're not getting paid for this advertisement, but we bought a Cuisinart. We just like drip coffee makers. And uh, yeah, we're pleased so far. But if you're listening, Cuisinart, we'd certainly be happy to... Try out any other new gadgets you would be like a, us to have. A paid sponsor for Cuisinart. Just send your goodies this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of the the little things in life, this is what has been going on in my head so far this morning, and I've caught myself over the last several y- days kind of in this place um, and trying not to react too much to it. But here's the scenario, because... I love to look ahead and I love to plan and I love to dream and kind of scheme. As I've been doing that recently, I have noticed a little bit of a mood of being uninspired and being unmotivated towards that planning arena, which is not my norm. And then having an emotional reaction to that, feeling unmotivated or uninspired. And then it will just kind of spiral into a little bit more reaction and a little more emotion. And then I'll catch myself and say, okay, this is not good. Let's come out of the planning arena and let's just go back into the simple things and have a cup of tea (laughs) and enjoy the birds outside. Does that ever happen to you? <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, without knowing a little bit more, I, I do things, and I've found this pattern works for me, um, in the morning is typically whenever I'm at my best as far as mental energy. And so when I get to my office, 
I know to make hay while I've got the energy. Um, and so that usually just really helps. And then I begin to fade. And I, I know you're not talking about daily rhythms per se, but mm-hmm. um, I guess that's more how I experience. So whenever I'm not uninspired, I, uh, that's okay because I know it will come again because um, that's just the rhythm that I've found. And so I'm thankful and productive in those places, but I'm not upset when I'm not that way because there's plenty of time when I'm not feeling inspired. So, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't upset me. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Happy for (laughs) you. No, it's not terrible. It's just, um, it, it, reminds me and it's a it's not a bad thing that I go through little things like this because it really is a great reminder of let's return to here and now and let's enjoy let's let's simplify and just uh be grateful for for the here and the now and I mean as you were talking it just made me think yesterday uh Sunday one of those appointed scripture readings was the giving of the commandments. And it just made me think of the Sabbath, you know, that we're meant to rest. Um, I know you may want to be playing and creative all the time, but it's all right to Mm -hmm. give yourself permission to have the cup of tea and not be planning what's next. Right. Yeah. I can get a little too in that mode of trying to be efficient and be productive and creative and, I need to allow myself time to just kind of be and chill and do nothing. Well, that's the podcast for today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to chill out here and talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Well, the other thing I've come to be reminded of and appreciate more and more over this weekend is that I I was fortunate enough to receive my second um, vaccine dose late last week. And, um, you know, I, I knew that receiving that second dose, there was a, there's a high kind of likelihood of having some sort of reaction to it. And boy, did I ever for about um, eight, 12 hours, I really, really felt bad. And, and also just being in a place of observing my body and knowing, boy, it's going through a tough time and it's really just doing what it should do to protect itself and watching all those symptoms happen one after another and, and trying to help my body through it all. It really, especially coming out on the other side, gave me such appreciation for our bodies and what they do. And usually we don't even notice that they're doing them. You know, the ongoing maintenance and regeneration and healing that we're not aware of all the time is amazing and so in-depth. And our bodies are truly awesome and amazingly created. Mm-hmm. I'll get my second one this week. 
We'll see how it goes. You're... <laughs> I suspect you're going to fly through with no problem <laughs> at all. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully. Listening to you talk about the first topic of feeling uninspired and then that grating on you or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's those oughts and shoulds that are so oppressive in life. Uh, at least I think they are, uh, the, the prosecutor in your head that says you need to do this, you ought to do this, and it can be relentless. Uh, and we end up a, a slave to the tyranny of oughts and shoulds and you're supposed to, and it's a horrible thing. So I encourage everybody to kick them out. They are living rent-free in your head, and they need to be evicted. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That's awesome. I heard um, something I've heard several times, but it struck home a little more deeply when I heard it this most recent time, that when we... When we um, feel ourselves tighten in our bodies or in our minds regardless when we feel ourselves shorten up and tighten we know we've returned to that place of being ruled and being a prisoner and and the more we can recognize that and let go again and just release the hold of whatever that is that's trying to put us back in prison, the more we can just practice that and return to it and let go and release, ooh, the freer we get all the time. Yeah, the sad thing is most people are unaware that it's even happening in their lives. Uh, we've been so conditioned to live that way. And frankly, when the suggestion comes, like I just did, to say evict those things, uh, as I heard, <clears throat> as I heard it said long ago, regarding things that are similar to this, it feels illegal, right? It's like, oh, hold on, I can't kick the oughts and shoulds out of my head because they're what keep me on the straight and narrow, and uh, it's how I'm supposed to live my life. But that's wrong, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you go right ahead if that's the way you want to live. Um, I think we think we won't do the right thing if we don't have the oughts and shoulds uh, cracking the whip behind us. Mm. But I don't believe that that's true at all. I believe we'll still, you know, be compassionate to our fellow man, etc. In fact, even more so. Um, but it frees us up uh, from walking around all tightened up and, you know, waging war within our own bodies every minute of the day and we don't even realize it because it's how we have become accustomed to living yeah that's a really good point and people will call that conscience and think i'm just doing the right thing and and following my conscience when in fact it could be 
keeping you on a road of actually not flourishing and not living and not going underneath that place that is so much more abundant and life-giving. Yeah. And conscience, I don't know if y'all have thought about this, but a lot of our conscience is uh, culturally and regionally conditioned, right? Um, You know, one person could have a conscience that if they said a swear word, it would punish them mercilessly. You know, you're not supposed to do that. You cannot say a swear word. How dare you do that? You've got a filthy mouth. And it could ruin their kind of outlook for several days. Well, there are other people who can say a swear word and not give another thought about it. And I'm not talking about walking into the restaurant, just dropping multiple <laughs> F-bombs. I'm, you know, don't, don't give me some extreme here. But I hope you get my point that one person's been conditioned, their conscience has been conditioned to guide them a particular way, whereas someone else's has not been conditioned that way, and neither is right or wrong. Yeah. Um, and or you could say that same thing about alcohol or dancing or the kind of clothes that you wear, uh, the kind of church you attend, the kind of college you attend, the kind of house you live in, the kind of car you drive, et cetera, et cetera. Our conscience has been conditioned to all sorts of things. Yeah, which is the great kind of fruit of counting your stars when you start exploring different cultures and times and ideas and your own habits and your own automatic, you know, formulas and go-tos. Well, what's underneath it? Why are you doing those things? What's behind it? And, uh, and is it what you want to continue? What are your other options? Just that whole discussion is so wonderful and so, um, freeing. We, I mean, that's what we talk about every week. Well, I do know in my life, as, as much as I know I've got a, a longer way to go, I can certainly see that as I have evicted some of the oughts and shoulds out of my life over the past years, the fruit of that has been that I'm a, actually a more compassionate and kinder person than I used to be, which seems counterintuitive because the oughts and shoulds used to tell me you need to be nicer, you need to be kind, you need to do this, and you need to do this. And I, as you know, a rebel, I didn't want to do it because I just had this relentless voice in my head telling me you need to do this, you need to do this. Well, as I began to get rid of some of those things, The fruit of it was I became more compassionate and I ended up doing those things, but not feeling the compulsion or the oughts to do them, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's in a nutshell, you know, what Jesus came to deliver the good news of, you know, you're obsessed with your laws and your regulations, but let's just settle down into right now. And I want to tell you your love and you're accepted, and I want you to rest in that, and just let that soak in. And as you soak in that, 
Well, you automatically, you know, your new automatic is gratefulness and ah, compassion and, and, and wanting to share that and be that more and more and more. Yeah, it was interesting yesterday. My sermon was on some of these similar thoughts. And as an example of someone who was chafing against the way life ought to be lived, uh, I used the example of a fellow named Johnny Thunders, who was a guitarist for the New York Dolls, who, if you don't know them, they were called a glam rock and roll band. They wore women's makeup and platform heels and they uh their persona was to shock right it was they were making a statement of we are against uh the way the world is trying to tell us how to live um as i was describing some of this it was interesting uh i could see in the face and in the reaction of some people, uh, their disdain for this fella. And it was exactly the point that (laughs) they weren't following the oughts and shoulds. They weren't doing the, what they should do. And without realizing it, these people were already judging this guy. Um, and, making that separation between themselves and this other person. And we do it unconsciously. I'm sure they weren't thinking about that, but it just, it happens when we've been conditioned that way um, to uh, or not only order our lives through those oughts and shoulds, but then judging others because they don't order their lives by the same standards we do. And we do it all the time. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when once you're on it and you just think that's the normal, you assume everyone else is going to follow your normal. And they should and they ought to. <laughs> and there's a young fellow that comes to our church. Great family. And this young fella, he's, you know, um, teenager. And he dyes his hair. Um, I think... Late last year, his hair was bright blue, and it's kind of fire engine red right now. Um, and it um, it upsets the apple cart for some people's <laughs> sensibilities because they're automatically suspicious of What's wrong with this boy? Why is he doing this? Et cetera, et cetera. I can see it because I've I've lived this before too, but I can see it in their faces. And it's just a, it's a boy being a teenage boy and uh, that's it. (laughs) Yep. Been there. And one of the reasons I think this is interesting to me anyway is while I don't want to dye my hair blue or red, there is something that I admire about this young man because as I was growing up, I was absolutely ruled by the oughts and shoulds. I mean, I was the all-American, blonde-headed, athlete, scholar, you know. I did everything that society 
wanted me to do. National Honor Society, student council. Uh, I, I was the poster boy for all of that, following what everyone else wanted me to do. But on the inside, uh, there was certainly some dissatisfaction and frustration that I was just living someone else's script for my life. And I was not that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a performing arts school, and <laughs> if you told me I ought to or I should, I would say, why? And I said, I think I won't do what you want. <laughs> you can ask my parents. <laughs> <laughs> you should do this. Uh, well, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the inside, I was still in my mind a slave to... You know, those judgments and those criticisms were still there. I didn't escape them. I was just forcing the outward uh, action into rebellion. But I was never satisfied or never free in doing that. Right. It took getting much older to get there. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's time to enjoy this simple cup of coffee. And go step by step into the rest of our day, flourishing, inspired. (laughs) Evicting the oughts and shoulds along the way. Amen. Kick them out. Amen. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter. We're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars. Enjoy your freedom to explore life and just take it one step at a time. Peace.